Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. With more heavy rain expected this week, thousands of residents in Tulare County have been ordered to evacuate their homes. Here's Tulare County Fire Chief Charlie Norman speaking during a briefing yesterday. To date, we've had over 100 water rescues since this event began on March 8th. So we do have some uh, serious, serious situations out there. We have over 11,000 people in evacuation order and then 3,700 are in evacuation warning. One evacuation order covers the historic black community of Allensworth. We had a breach in some waterways that led to flooding into the Alpal and Allensworth area that impacts about uh, 1,000 people. And we sent 50 deputies out to the Alpal Allensworth area to go door to door to contact people to make them aware of the evacuation. That's Tulare County Sheriff Mike Boudreau. There have been reports that someone cut the banks of Deer Creek, forcing water towards Allensworth. But Sheriff Department officials and Cal Fire could not confirm those reports. Forecasters expect possible significant rain and thunderstorms to hit the region on Tuesday, with off and on rain the remainder of the week. Speaking in San Diego yesterday, Governor Gavin Newsom proposed placing a bond measure on next year's ballot that, if passed, would raise billions of dollars to help treat and house Californians with serious mental health and substance abuse problems. Newsom said the bond measure could help create residential treatment services for over 10,000 additional people a year. The governor also wants to redirect a billion dollars in revenue from a tax on wealthier Californians to operate the care facilities. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randal Dirfetah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
Is this a possible solution to climate change? Capture the greenhouse gases heating our planet and bury them deep underground? Well, such a carbon storage facility has been proposed for part of Kern County. I went to go see it. In the Elk Hills, 20 miles west of Bakersfield, you see and hear oil pumps everywhere. After all, drilling has been going on here since 1911 a quarter of a century before oil was first struck in Saudi Arabia, and Elk Hills is still one of the most productive petroleum fields in the U.S. But now, as a way to fight climate change, there's a proposal to open California's first commercial carbon dioxide storage facility here. That would basically turn the Elk Hills, a cradle of fossil fuel exploitation, into an enormous subterranean vault for the fossil fuel gases heating up our planet. It's capturing carbon dioxide and storing it underground for permanent storage. So you put it back in the earth so it doesn't go into the atmosphere. That's correct. Right. That's Chris Gould, a vice president with the California Resources Corporation. It's the big oil and natural gas company that owns Elk Hills and wants to develop the carbon storage facility here it calls TerraVault. Standing with me on a viewpoint overlooking the landscape, Gould says his company has petitioned the federal government to store more than 40 million tons of CO2 here. That's equivalent to the annual emissions of about 200,000 cars. But that's just a preview of the company's ambitions, as it proposes storing CO2 at other sites in the state. We're just getting started, right? We have announced that we're bringing uh, a billion tons of storage capacity to the California market, which is a, a significant portion of California's emissions that we can store away. Like other parts of the world, California energy officials support carbon capture and storage, saying it's a necessary tool to stave off climate change and create a carbon-neutral economy. And interest is soaring among energy companies looking to profit off of storing CO2, says Danny Cullen Ward. He studies the economics and public policy of carbon storage at American University. So there's a literal gold rush in the private investment space right now as people are seeing the potential to earn massive amounts of money by putting CO2 underground. But there are plenty of concerns around carbon capture and storage proposals. For instance, historically, pumping CO2 back into the ground has been used not to help the environment, but as a way to exploit hard-to-reach fossil fuel deposits. Correct. There have been widespread deployment of these technologies across the U.S. for a couple of decades now, and they're almost all for the purposes of increasing oil and gas production. The California Resources Company says it won't do that at Elk Hills. The business plan is not to utilize the CO2 to produce additional hydrocarbons. In no way, shape, or form for your company. Correct. But another concern is the possibility of accidents and pipelines that would have to be built to get the CO2 from polluters to the storage sites. Such worries have already sparked opposition in states like Iowa, where one proposed pipeline would cross hundreds of miles of farmland. If we stand united and say not on our farms, you will support the overwhelming majority of Iowans and vote against this pipeline. Thank you. Then there's the issue of how businesses will make money off of storing CO2. Some revenue will come from companies paying to have their carbon removed and stored. Other revenue will come from government incentives and tax credits. Again, here's Chris Gould with the California Resources Corporation. Right, so for every ton of carbon dioxide stored underground, we are able to collect incentives that produce the revenue that covers the cost of storing the CO2. 
But energy analyst Danny Cullen Ward is suspicious of government incentives to store carbon and says they could backfire. I just wanted to flag for you, when a a project earns a low carbon fuel standard credit, that credit gives permission to sell more gasoline and diesel in the state. So it doesn't lead to a reduction in emissions. It actually enables an equal and offsetting higher amount of emissions, um, period end. The California Resources Corporation says it's confident about its carbon vault plan for Elk Hills and believes it can start storing CO2 there as soon as next year. And that's this edition of the California Report from Monday, March 20th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great morning. Support for the California Report comes from Hint, fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories. In stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health. On the web at 11thHourRacing.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.